You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. God is good. You're all welcome to church this morning. And um, we had a great time praying on Friday. Wow. I miss these times. We haven't done this in a long time. And so it was so awesome. It was electric. (laughs) Those of you that were there, am I correct? Open heavens. My goodness. You see, when you begin, when you pray like that, things shift in the spirit. The, 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 the problem with the body of Christ is that our prayers are not commensurate to the challenges we have. Do you understand? Yeah. They're not. Yeah. We have, we have so many challenges, so many battles. But compared to the kind of prayer we pray, they're worlds apart. And it seems as if God is powerless. No, it's not, it's not God that's powerless. <laughs> we are the ones that are not, are not invoking his power. You see, we need to invoke his power. We need to bring his power into manifestation. And you do that through prayer. Yeah. So... Glory to God. Yeah, that's a switch. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) From the gen. Glory to God. So, God wants to do a lot of things, but his people, (laughs) they are the ones. Says, if if my people who are called by, by my name will humble themselves, and pray and turn from their wicked, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I, the Lord, will hear from heaven and heal their land. So God wants to heal, but he's waiting for prayer. God wants to move, but he's waiting for prayer. You see. And, but we don't pray because the flesh doesn't like prayer. <laughs> you see, that's it. That's the reality. The flesh doesn't like prayer. The flesh likes to party and have fun. And that's okay. But if you need God to move, then you better <laughs> humble yourself and pray. Prayerlessness is, is an indication of pride. It's one of the manifestations of pride is prayerlessness. Because when, you're, when you are not prayerful, What you are saying to God is that I'm self-sufficient. I don't need you. I can sort myself out. That's what you're saying when you don't pray. And you and I know that that's not true. (laughs) Am I correct? Yeah, it's not true. We all need God. We need God to move. We need to experience God. So how do you do that? You have to humble yourself. You know, as I was driving, coming, coming to church, the Spirit was speaking to me about different aspects of pride. And I'm just like, God, have mercy on me. Hey, if you know how much pride is in your life, you will, you will be pleading for mercy. We think it's an outward thing. You just look at people and say, hey, this one is proud. This one is humble. The one you think is humble is, could be the most, <laughs> the most prideful person. And the one you think is proud might be the humble one. You don't know. You, you, you don't see the heart. You don't know the heart. Only God knows the heart. Be careful. 
Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Amen. So since last week, uh, I've been doing a lot of repenting. I don't know about you. I've been doing a lot of repenting. So may God have mercy. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon us. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 35. Thank you, Father. Your word is true. Your word is spirit. And your word is life. The entrance of your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Let there be light. Let let there be understanding. Lord my God. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Then Jesus went about, verse 35, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus went about preaching, teaching, healing, and all that he was doing was motivated by compassion. Right? His preaching was out of compassion. His, 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 his healing was out of compassion. Right? His teaching was out of compassion. He was operating in compassion. Someday we'll do a teaching on compassion. So when he saw the multitudes, after all he had done, after all the people he had healed, he had preached to, he had he had done. Um, ministered, delivered, and all of that, he still looked and he saw there's still too much to be done. I don't know if you see that. There's so much to be done. While we're praying on Friday, God was just showing me some things, you know, about how we need, we need to begin to prepare to plunder hell and populate heaven. Hallelujah. So we are going to start doing some things that are not the norm. Okay? To help to prepare the laborers for the harvest. Because the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. You You are the one God is going to use to reach this city. Do you understand me? Yeah. God wants to use you. But you have to avail yourself. He won't use you if you are not available. He said to them, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And that's why we've been talking about God's combined harvester. He wants to harvest. We are on the brink of a major harvest. Okay? Get ready to be used supernaturally. Get ready to be empowered supernaturally. Get ready to step out of your comfort zone. But you need to be You need to to get rid of self-centeredness because self-centeredness has a way of blinding people. It blinds us to the needs around us. It blinds us to the conditions of people. That's what it does. So when we focus too much on ourselves, it becomes toxic to us. 
spiritually toxic. When we focus too much on ourselves, too much on our, on our situation, too much on our, our comfort, too much on, on, you know, and we, you, before you know it, you will stop seeing. You will stop noticing those around you that God wants you to touch. There are people around you. There are people in your sphere of influence. There are people God wants to use you to rescue. To deliver. To heal. To bring into the kingdom. But. If you want all your needs to be met. Before you help other people. You will never help anybody. Did you hear me? If you want all your needs to be met first before you help other people, you will never help anybody. Because you will always have needs. You will always have needs. So in the midst of your needs, you need to be able to look up from your need to see the need of another person. Yeah. So the reason why we are we're not effective in touching lives as we should is because we're saying I also have problem. Have you said that before? Yeah. I also have my challenges. Come on. Yeah. You're not the only one with challenges. You're not the only one with problems. I also have my problems. If the widow had, had said to Elijah, I also have no food. She would not have experienced a miracle. She only, there was only one meal left. One portion. The, the portion left was just for one meal. For herself and her son. Are you following me? Amen. Elijah says go. And make prepare for me first. You need to see the mind of God. And how God looks and thinks. And how he wants us to think. Yeah. Go prepare for me first. Before you prepare for your son and yourself. Fix me a meal first. <laughs> In this day and age, you can't preach like that. You can't tell people that. If a prophet makes that kind of statement today, they will, they will stone him. But it's in the Bible. What are you going to do about that? Edit the Bible? You can't. It's settled in heaven. That's why God settled it in heaven. He didn't settle it on the earth. Because if he settled it on the earth, man will manipulate it. Settled it in heaven. So there's nothing earth can do about it. That is God's way. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Yeah. So... Stop using your situation to assess whether you can help somebody. It's wrong. It's wrong. Let's stop it. Because you don't know the key to your miracle. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. First Kings 17, 11. Yeah. As she was going to get it. Let's go to verse 10. Read verse 10. He arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called her. Called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup 
that I may drink. Okay? And she was, and as she was going, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Then she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bean and a little oil in a jar. See, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. So the little you have is not enough for you. That is the reason why you should share it. Are you hearing me? That is the reason why you should share it. Because it's not enough for you. It cannot meet your need. Your need is not according to what you have. It meets your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So when you do that, you are demonstrating faith and you are saying by faith. Yeah, I remember those days, you know, growing up. And I used to wonder how my mom used to feed us. Because sometimes in my house, I have 20 friends living with us. I still, I, I, you know, I wish she were around. I, I really want to know what was going on in her mind. Because I have these friends that will come around and we will be praying together and they will all sleep. We will all sleep there and wake up. Everybody has to eat in the morning. And then, we, and some of them were living permanently with us. You know, those kind of permanent visitors. I'm telling you. Then they would go to my wardrobe, take my clothes, wear, take my shoe, take this. And that's how we were living. But I still can't understand how my mom did it. But I believe there was a supernatural supply somewhere. There was something supernatural. Never complain. Not one complaint. I can't understand. What a woman. Can you do that today? Huh? Okay. Amen. Praise God. That is good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But the point, my point is that if you want to look at your need and you focus on your need, you will not see the need of others. And if you don't see their need, you can't help them. Meanwhile, God might have ordained. Do you know that Elijah's case, God said, go to Zarephath. I have commanded a widow to feed you there. Why didn't God send him to a rich woman? Why not? Were there no rich women in, in, in the nation? But why would he send the prophet to a widow? Thank you. No place for a miracle. If he went to a rich woman, if God had sent him to a rich woman, there wouldn't have been a testimony. It's not a testimony. There's no sacrifice there. There's no faith there. Amen. There's no faith involved there. You see, so there's something wrong with our... Our, our thinking as a church. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we, we, we can't operate in compassion. Why? Because we were too absorbed with self. Almost, almost every day, I have people calling me, please can I have this? Please help me with 
please help and sometimes you know i'm like god can you see the little i have i'm telling you almost every single day and so sometimes i have i have little and i say okay i only have little let's share this you take this and then i remain with the little and even that little another person comes and says i need help I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Even on my way here, somebody asked for help. Yeah, and I helped him. May God, may I never get to a point where I'm not able to help somebody. May God help me not to get to the place where I become weary of well-doing. May God help me not to get to a point where because of the little I have, I dis dis decide not to be open to another person. May God help me not to be there. And yet we want to harvest the world. We want, to, we, want, we want to change the world. How are we going to change it with that kind of heart? So I'm always praying, God, help me, help me, help me. <laughs> Look, Lord, you, you, you know, if I have more, I will do more. So give me more. But you see, God is not moved by those kind of prayers. Because he that is faithful in little is also faithful in much. Yeah. If you can't share a hundred rand with somebody, is it a million rand you will share? Don't be fooled. God is too wise. He knows how to test us. He knows how to prove us. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. So when you start praying, when you start praying this kind of prayer, you know what? God now starts choosing you. <laughs> he starts choosing you. What are you going to do? Huh? Like he did to the, to the disciples in chapter 10 of Matthew. Verse 1, it says, when he had called his disciples, mind you, in the, in the Greek, in the original, the, 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 the Bible is not in chapters. So this, this is a continuation. He says, pray to the Lord of the harvest, okay, that he will send our laborers into his harvest, right? And I've told you that word send is ekbalo, all right? Then verse, verse 1 says, when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness, all kinds of disease. He now gave them power. He said, pray. Then after that, he calls them. He says, okay, you guys, let me start with what I have. This need of the harvest. Let me start with what I have. I have you. you. You you get my point. So he says, "I have you." So let me start with you, and then he now empowers them. He gives them power. Hallelujah! He gave them power over unclean spirits. He gave them power to cast them out. He gave them power to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. All for what reason? To show that they are powerful? No. To show that he is great? No. To bring in the harvest. That's the reason. It's all about the harvest. It's all about the harvest. So we're praying, God, send laborers. You are the ones that we have. So God wants to start with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it begins with you. Yeah. 
He wants to start with you. Remember, remember the, remember that God has given us a mandate for this city, for Midrand. Every household, every household. How is it going to happen? It begins with you. <laughs> yeah, it begins with you. But your heart has to open first. If your heart is just full of yourself, me, myself, and I, then God will bypass you. But I don't want God to bypass anybody. I don't want God to bypass anybody. Let the Lord find you in a, with a state of heart that is ready. To be used. Do you get my point? Yeah. yeah. Yesterday we're out for outreach. And you know, it's interesting. People are they they feel it's already ripe. Yeah. The field is ripe. People are open. People are ready, <laughs> amen, to receive Jesus. But we have to look beyond ourselves and begin to see the state of the harvest. Turn with me to the book of John. You see, God uses many methods many ways to reach the lost okay and i've said to you that as different as we are as diverse as we are god can use us in our diversities in our the, the differences of our strength our abilities our education our lack of education our whatever god can use it because he used unlearned men <laughs> all right he used educated men. So Paul was educated the highest level. No, you can call him a professor. So Paul was educated to the level of a professor. But Peter was not. Peter was not. But they were all used mightily by God. Amen. They were all used mightily by God. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. I know some people say that God does not anoint women. He only anoints men. I don't know where they found that. But not in the Bible. Amen? Yeah. Because when Jesus rose, God could not trust men to share that news. Yeah. Men could not be trusted with that important news. So God had to give it to women to go and spread the message. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because if God had given men, the men would be debating. They would be analyzing. They would be saying this thing does not make sense. But the manuscript does not say this. In the original, it's not like that. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. So God knows who to use for what. But we all need to be ready. Our hearts need to be in a condition. That he can trust us with what he wants to do. That's important. So you see in John chapter 1. Uh, okay, we've, we've, we, 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 we talked about that when he called Nathaniel. The different, the, how he used the gift of the spirit. You know, to, uh, to, to get Nathaniel. But then look at chapter, in chapter 2, 
we see here that Jesus uses a miracle. Okay? He uses a miracle. The Bible says in chapter 2, uh, verse 11, it says, This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Hallelujah. So he, he, he used miracles in chapter 2 okay, to win people. In chapter 1, he used the gift of word of knowledge to win people. Amen? And then he used the word of command, follow me. <laughs> Hallelujah. He used that to, uh, to, to, to win them. So I don't want to go into much, but look at in chapter 3. <laughs> in chapter 3, he uses a different approach. Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Now, what I love about Jesus is that he can reach the poorest of the poor. Come on. He can reach the most wicked sinner. Okay. He can reach the woman, the sinful woman. Yeah, remember? He can reach the demonized Mary, Mary Magdalene that had seven demons. Only seven demons. Because the man, the man at the gathering, he had legions. One legion is 6,000. Minimum. So, the, Mary Magdalene only had seven demons. It seems as if women have less demons. <laughs> Today is not your day, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so he reach, he, he's able to reach anybody. And that's why I say he can use anybody. So Nicodemus is the top, 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 the top guy, ruler of the Jews. High in authority. So he can use, he can reach those. He has a heart for those. He has a heart for those up there. Yeah, this morning we're praying, praying for, for politicians and statesmen and men of influence and in society, praying for their salvation this morning. Yeah, because can you imagine if some of these top guys, I don't want to mention any name, but there's just one politician that if he gets saved and Jesus gets hold of him, I'm telling you, this country will be on fire. We'll be on fire. So we Jesus has a heart for those people as well. He has a heart for them. So we see Nicodemus comes at night to Jesus. Okay? And the Bible says there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. This man came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Why did he come at night? He doesn't want people to see. All right, he doesn't want, he came without his blue lights. No entourage. He came at night. He just sneaked in at night alone. No bodyguard. No bodyguard. Nothing. He came at night. Say, Jesus, we know that you are from God. Who, why is he saying we know? Huh? He is speaking on behalf of his class. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's speaking on behalf of his company. The people he hangs out with. The people that he represents. 
He's speaking on their behalf to say, we know, even though we don't want to admit it publicly, but we know in our hearts. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, these people know when you go to them, when you talk to them, in their hearts, God has already done something in their hearts. Because as we pray, God goes ahead and he works in their hearts. Hallelujah. My Lord. I don't want to dwell much on this. So, what happens? Jesus now begins to expound spiritual principles to this man. He expounds, he tells him about the born again experience. All right? Then he goes on and he tells him about uh, Moses. <laughs> okay? He goes into the scriptures. He goes into the law where this man is well trained in. Okay? He, he, if, 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 G, I mean, Jesus knew how to get this man. He didn't need a miracle. Nicodemus didn't need a miracle. You see, not everybody needs a miracle in order to be saved. Some need miracles, some don't. But as for this man, we know that he didn't need a miracle. Why? Because if he needed one, Jesus would have performed one. But Jesus didn't. Jesus used what the man needed. And so, when you reach out to people, you need to depend on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows what that person needs. So the Holy Spirit can lead you, give you, give you the right way, okay? Some people will need uh, the God test. Some people will need Jesus at the door. Come on. Some people will need a word of knowledge. Some people will need treasure hunting. <laughs> Some people will need benevolence. Okay? Give them food to eat. After they are full, then you preach to them. That's why you invite them to your birthday. Yeah. Holy Spirit, who is it that my food or my birthday, my, my party can bring into the kingdom? Show me. Tell me. Hallelujah. So, you, you, you pray like that. Ask the Lord to tell you. Ask the Lord to lead you. And then the Lord say, tell the Lord, Lord, I want to plan. This is what I'm planning. Tell me who, who. And say, call this person, this person, this person, this person. I tell you. <laughs> we used to do that before. Those days. No. Growing up. Just use every occasion to just win souls. You're going to have a bride. Make it. Make your bride of eternal significance. Do you understand? Yeah. Make it of eternal relevance. Give it, give it some eternal relevance. Yeah. You want to hang out with friends? Give it some eternal relevance. It will, it will do you good. It will add stars to your crown. Otherwise, you just eat and then after that you defecate and that's the end of it. Yeah. It just comes in and out and that's it. It's, it's over. Then you are waiting for the next. Listen. But if you, if you make it, if you use every occasion for the kingdom of God. I'm telling you. You will start experiencing. Um, the the, the uh, favor of God in ways you never imagined. 
You'll start experiencing the ministry of angels. You'll start there are things you'll start experiencing that you don't even pray for. You start experiencing those things. So, Jesus speaks to Nicodemus. Look at, uh, let, let's skip. I, I just need to skip because verse 14, he says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So you see there, like I'm saying, the approach Jesus used for Nicodemus was different. He used the scriptures. Since as Moses was lifted up, he knew that Nicodemus understood that and he could relate with that. A miracle would not have won Nicodemus. But the scriptures won Nicodemus. Because he's a ruler of the Jews. He's a man of the scriptures. So he could relate with that. And we know later on that Nicodemus became one of the disciples of Jesus. You see? So, what am I saying? Use every available means. Led by the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Amen? Because if you use one method and it doesn't work, change to another one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Even fish, when you try to catch fish. Well, I'm, I don't, I'm not a fisherman. I don't do fishing. I'm not experienced there. But I hear that there are some fish that are intelligent. That when they see, they, they, they can tell. You know, when they see that hook like that, they say, mm, I don't trust this one. They don't go. They don't go for the hook. But those ones, what do you use to get them? A net. Okay. Throw the net. They're just moving. Then whoop. It's like, what's this? Where am I? You've been captured, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let God use us. Give him your heart. Give him your heart. Allow him to break yourself, your, 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 your selfishness, your self-centeredness. Let him break that. Allow him to put compassion inside your heart. And then now allow him to use your heart to reach somebody. And you'll be amazed at what God, God will do through you. He will do amazing things through you. Yes. You don't have to know too much. You know, some people need apologetics. Some don't. Some don't. Some just want to see a miracle. Some just want to get a word of knowledge. And that's enough for them. That will get them. So we need to all be equipped. But the first equipment that God will use is your heart. It's your heart. Otherwise, you'll be going through the forms and the motions. But the key instrument is left and it's left in a state that it cannot be pliable. It's left in a state that God cannot speak. Huh? When God speaks, he has to sound like, uh, like your favorite uncle. If it doesn't sound like your favorite uncle, then uh, no, that, that, that can be God. Hmm? Yeah. So sometimes the reason why we don't hear God, honestly, is our heart. I am telling you, about 90% of our problem can be traced to our heart. 
their heart. If you can fix the heart, you can fix any problem. You can fix any problem. Hmm? Isn't it? Isn't it Jesus that said divorce is because of hardness of heart? Huh? Isn't it when the disciples couldn't heal that boy and they came to Jesus, Jesus says it's because of your unbelief. Unbelief. What, where is unbelief? It's the heart. It's a heart. It's a heart matter. The heart is everything. So one of the the best things you can do for yourself is to really pay attention to your heart. Pay attention to why you are feeling the way you feel, why you are seeing the way you are seeing, why you are hearing the way you are hearing. They, all these things are traceable to the heart. Yeah. Because somebody can be saying the right thing to you and it will offend you. Why? Because of your heart. And somebody can be showing you something and you will, you will see it in a way that, you know, it, all because of your heart. Two people can hear the same thing and come up with totally opposite interpretations. Why? It's the heart. It's the heart. If you cannot live in harmony, it's a heart matter. And don't tell me it's the other party. It's you. It's, it's, not, it's not the other party. It's you. You are the one. The one listening to me. You always listen to me. You are, you are the problem. Yeah. You are the problem. Your heart needs to be fixed. Yeah. If you quarrel, if you if you quarrel with everybody, everybody has a problem. No, it is you. You who is listening to me. You are the one I'm talking to. Yeah, you are the one. It's the heart, the heart, the heart, the heart. Can't you see why? That's the reason why people are not comfortable with certain messages. Yeah. It is the heart. It's, it's, it's scratching the wrong place. It's too close for comfort. That is the reason. It's the heart. Aye. The heart of man is deceitful, desperately wicked. They say, who can know it? Hmm? Who can know it? Yeah, 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 yeah. God, help me. Help me. Help me to guard my heart. Help me to guard my heart. It's like, everybody hates you. How can, how can everybody hate you? It is not them. It is you. You, your heart. Is interpreting their actions as hate. It's not that they hate you. It is your heart that is deceiving you. And lying to you that they hate you. They don't hate you. Everybody cannot hate you. I'm not saying some people won't hate you. Yeah, some people will hate you. Some people hate the fact that you look so beautiful. It's their problem. It's not yours. Some people hate the fact that you are so blessed. Come on. It's, it's not your fault. You can't apologize for being blessed. You can't apologize for being beautiful. Come on. You can't apologize for being favored. Hallelujah. If God favors you, they should, if they have a fight, they should pick it up with God and leave you alone. Yeah. But that should tell you the wickedness in some people's hearts. Man, Whew. yeah, sin is dangerous. It's sin that has brought all this mess that we're dealing with. It's sin. When you start looking at yourself and you're like, I'm okay. 
Huh? Every other person is not okay. I'm okay. Your heart. It's your heart. Look at it there. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful. Above all things. Let's pause there. So, in other words, what he's saying is that there's nothing as deceitful as the heart. Okay, you think somebody has deceived you before. Right? And, and, and I know, well, somebody has deceived you in this short life of yours. Somebody has deceived you. But what, what the Bible is telling us here is that even that person's deception is very little. Compared to the one of your heart, your own heart. Can you see why we need to pray for ourselves and cry for ourselves? That is deceitful. The heart is deceitful above all things. More than any de deceiver. Huh? So even Satan is a deceiver, but if your heart is right, he can't deceive you. Do you understand what I'm saying? If your heart is right, he won't be able to deceive you. But if your heart is not right, ah, easy. Easy target. <laughs> easy target. Oh my goodness. May the Lord help us that our hearts will not deceive us, misguide us, misdirect us. You know that the heart has deceived people into doing things. Do you, know, do you know why people, some people defraud other people? Do you know why? Their heart is advising them to do it. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. All the violence in the land is the heart. The heart is advising them to be violent, to, to steal from people, to, to, to kill. It's the heart that is advising them. It, they have, the heart has deceived them to believe that they are okay doing that. And that's the way to live life. That's, can you see? The heart is terrible. Terrible. That's why we need Jesus. That's why people need Jesus. That's why... Your, your in-laws need Jesus. Your, your, your siblings need Jesus. Your uncles need Jesus. That is why your boss needs Jesus. Your colleagues need Jesus. Because they had, they had, they had. That is why I don't trust any system of this world. I don't care how straight and good and, and convincing you sound. I don't believe you. Whether you are a politician or whether you are a... a a media mogul or whatever. You, you, deception is in the heart. Anybody can deceive you. I, I don't even care if you are an expert. I don't care if you are, if you are, you know, the specialist, you are expert in whatever field. You know, you, listen, separate expertise from the heart and you will see there are two different things. So if an expert has a deceived heart, that expert can deceive you. He can use his expertise to mislead you, misdirect you. Mis you know, how can an expert wake up and say, you know, if you spank a child, it is violence. You know, it is an, it, it is, it, those are expert opinions. Do you get my point? Those are expert opinions. When God says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, he says the rod of correction save, will save him. Now, I know there is abuse. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about discipline. I'm talking about discipline. But yet one professor of psychology will come and tell you that it is wrong. That God is wrong. He is right. Come on. Can you see how hard? A heart that is not checked. A heart that is not checked. You see, can you see that? Even experts now, they're busy researching. They've been looking for the, 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 the um, what is this? 
They are looking for the homosexual gene. Up till today, they have not found it. They are still looking for it. One day, they will come up to say, we have found it. This is what makes people gay. Expert has credibility in every field. Am I correct? But when the heart is deceitful, when the heart of the expert is not under the lordship of Jesus, Satan can use it. That's my point. And I have nothing against psychologists. Listen to me. I believe, you know, we are psychologists. Don't feel terrible. Maybe we need you in that space so that you can redeem that and bring the right, bring the right wisdom. Hallelujah. But I'm just saying, as children of God, especially in these last days, one of the things that characterizes the last days is deception. So as a child of God, don't be a blind follower. Please, I beg you, don't be a blind follower. Don't just listen to somebody. Because the person is an expert and he says something, you just take it in. You need to ask yourself, what does the Bible say? And let the Holy Spirit, the counsel, the, 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 the counselor himself help you. Amen. I don't know how I doubled into that, but hallelujah. Rabbit trail. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We all need help. I think our hearts need attention. I believe that. Our hearts need attention. How we respond to God is, a, is, a, is informed by our heart condition. How we relate with one another is informed by our heart condition. How we view other people is informed by our heart condition. How we talk is informed by our heart condition. You see, I'm, that's what I'm saying, 90%. And I'm actually being conservative when I say 90%. I don't want to say 100%. 90% of our problem can be traced back to the heart. And if you are an expert in any field, make sure your heart is always right. Amen? Because if your heart is not right and there's greed in your heart, for instance, you can you know, be inspired by that greed. You can be deceived by that greed to take a particular stand that is not necessarily the best. You see, Father God, help us. We cannot help ourselves. We need your help. We need your help, Father. We need your help. Purify our hearts. Cleanse our hearts. Cleanse our hearts, oh God. You know, you see us, you know us more than we know ourselves. Where there is a propensity for deception. Thank you for the new creation in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that is able to cleanse our hearts and our consciences. I plead the blood of Jesus. Just begin to ask the Lord to, to cleanse your heart right now. Bring your heart before Him. Oh, yes. Change our hearts. Where we have allowed the enemy to sow seeds in our heart. Seeds of unbelief. Seeds of fear. Seeds of deception. Seeds of offense. Seeds of pride. Jesus, you said it's not what, a man, what goes into the mouth of a man that defies him but what comes out of the heart 
Anything that defiles, Lord, I ask that you will cleanse us. Cleanse us, oh God. Cleanse us. My Lord and my God. That spirit that blinds us to the needs of others. That spirit that blinds us to the needs around us. Cleanse our hearts. Cleanse our hearts. My Lord and my God. Jesus. Help us, oh God. Help us. Help us. Purify our hearts. The Bible says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Could it be that because we are not pure, that's why we don't see God? Purify our hearts, Lord. Purify our hearts. Lord, my God, whatever, whatever condition limits your work in our lives, whatever heart condition limits your work in our lives, Lord, I ask that you will move, move, cleanse us. Deliver us from every self-deception. My Lord and my God, deliver us. We don't want to be deceived. Help us, O oh God. Jesus. Jesus. Why don't you say this after me? Say, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your word. I receive your word. I ask for mercy. Search me. Search my heart. Know my heart. If there's any evil thing in my heart, anything that does not give you glory, let it be removed. I plead the blood of Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse my heart. Cleanse my conscience. Right now. Purge me, O oh God, of unbelief, of fear, all kinds of fears. Cleanse me of offense. Cleanse me of self-centeredness. Cleanse me of pride. Cleanse me. Cleanse my heart. Anything that defiles in my heart, Lord, I bring before you right now. You know me more than I know myself. Help me, Lord. Give me a heart of compassion. Help me to see the needs around me. And help me to see the needs you've called me to meet. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Now, if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just raise your hand. I'll pray for you. If you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to get born again. I want to pray for you. If there's no hand, maybe you're watching online. You want to give your life to Jesus. Why don't you just repeat this after me? Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. I confess with my mouth that he's my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. Take away the heart of stone. Give me a heart of flesh. Give me a heart that loves what you love. And hates what you hate. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I pray for you. Father, I pray for those who have prayed this prayer right now. Lord, I ask that your kingdom will come upon them. I ask for the reality of the new creation. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. I break the power of sin. 
I revoke every curse in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, if you pray that prayer, I just want you to contact us. Our details are on the screen. And we would like to hear from you and to advise you, show you the next step from here. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much. All right. Bless you real good, church. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.